Good afternoon and welcome to the Roger Goodgrove's Officiating Podcast with your host, Suk. So, an interesting week of officiating in week four, Roger. How do you say? Yeah, I mean, we have games moving all over the place and uh, two games on a Monday night. Can't be bad, can it? Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I probably expect more of the same this week now. I'm hearing uh, breaking news that uh, Stefan Gilmore's um, tested positive for coronavirus for the Patriots. A couple of Titans players mm. as well have now tested positive. So even their games this week. Yeah. Um, you know, are we looking at a delay? Or are we looking at, you know, a mon- a mon- another Monday game? Or are we simply just going to have to go for another week? You know, we just don't know now yeah. the landscape with the NFL at the minute. Yeah, they're going to have to get on with it at some stage. I think um, whilst, you know, if both teams are affected, then I think there's a reason with reasonable numbers to to delay it or to uh, postpone it. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's why they've got extra reserves in now. So um, I think, it, they, you know, what's the point of the extra reserves if you're not going to use them? So, Oh, too right. But I, I know it's selfish of me because at the end of it, there's more important things going on in the world, you know, than fantasy football. But my <laughs> God, it's such a headache. It's such a headache. And, and on a positive spin, the way you got to look at it, You'll now separate the men from the boys when it comes to fantasy oh, football yeah. because now you're going to end up picking up, you know, some third, fourth string running back uh, from the <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars um, and end up winning the the championships. So at the end of the day, it's going to really separate who's. Uh, I, it will. You know, Either that or you just you get know. really unlucky breaks and you just have to put it down to, oh, well, another season. Yeah, it's just one of those things. But. Anyway, we're going to talk about some of the officiating in uh, week four. Um, certainly a very, you know, interesting week. Once yeah, there's again. a few lively Different ones, um, a few yeah. mistakes in my view, but um, yeah, we'll ah, get to those we as well. Like to, we always like to hear, well, obviously we don't like to hear mistakes, <laughs> but we always love the fact that, you know, we can, we can hear about it on this podcast, you know, so that, that's, what, that's what we're here for. Um, but we'll... Jump on to the first incident, which is the uh, Bills-Raiders game. Um, so going sort of towards the latter part of the third quarter, John Brown, um, well, simply put, um, he catches the ball. We, a lot, lot of people think it's a touchdown, but it was not given. Yep. So what are your thoughts on that, Roger, on that particular goal line? Okay, so if we just position it on the field, so it's a a pass down to the goal line and Brown takes the ball as he's give or take going over the goal line. So that that, he's just about going going in or not. And that's really the question. So ruled on the field that he was short. Um, However, the receiver gets two feet down and at the time... Uh, he gets that second foot down, the ball has crossed the goal line. Um, he then gets pulled back, and in the process of that catch, it isn't yet finished in terms of a process because he's going to the ground and he has to survive the ground, otherwise it's not a catch at all. However, the point at which he got to before he was pulled back once he had that ball, then that is his forward progress spot. I can see why it would be ruled short on the field because it is a very tight uh, goal line incident um, with lots happening going through the the official's mind at the time. So on the field call, I can see exactly why that might be called short. However, in replay, um, who have the advantage of slowing everything down and being able to stop the the important moments, you can clearly see that he gets control of the ball. And I think this is part of the question mark 
um, in that he begins to juggle it when he first gets the ball, but he does secure possession of the ball and get his second foot down. He then pulls the ball in towards him, and that's under control. That's not a loose ball. That's not a juggled ball, and I think that's probably what was ruled on the field, that he didn't quite get control of that while he was in the end zone, and he re-established that control once he'd just short the uh, the end zone. However, in replay, you can clearly see that he's pulling the ball, to, ball towards him to protect it. It's not losing control of that ball. And at the time he does that, he has two feet down and the ball has crossed the goal line. Therefore, I believe that replay should have overruled that and made it a touchdown. Had the situation been where the original ruling was a touchdown, do, did you, do you see them sort of overruling that and, and given it's still a non-touchdown Definitely not. Thing, if or... it would have been ruled a touchdown on the field, I would definitely not have seen that being overturned to anything but. Um, yeah. I say that. There's always a chance because these are judgment calls. And if the view of the replay official was that he was juggling the ball and didn't have that control, he could have overturned it, but I think it would be very mm. unlikely. Yeah, I, I personally thought it was a touchdown. I mean, from the angles I, I saw it. And I mean, thankfully, I mean, I know we're talking about fantasy football. I, I had John Brown on the on the bench, so <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't too upset. Bring the time relief. Imagine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, though, if I had him in my lineup, I, I wouldn't have been very happy, to be Indeed. honest. But there you go. Um, you know, there's... It always seems to be the Bills, really, in these sort of um, yeah, they do, officiating they, decisions, they do aren't they? They do seem to get a few of the calls at the moment, don't they? But they, they, they can't complain too much. They're winning. So um, I think most teams oh, would let the odd call slip if they win. So Yeah, exactly. And speaking of teams that are not winning and one such decision, I mean, we talk about, you know, massive decisions in games. Now, this particular one, the Will Fuller touchdown, is potentially... Not to say that it wouldn't have happened eventually, but may have cost uh, Bill O'Brien um, yeah. his job. Um, um, it was obviously, for those of you who didn't watch the game, it was the last play um, of the game. Simply put, Texans get the touchdown, they win the game. Um, and a, you know, sort of a miraculous comeback. And the whole landscape in Houston sort of changes from being very negative to wholly positive. And um, obviously it wasn't given, but... Was it the right call, Roger? I believe it was, yes. Um, it's another one where the question mark is he's going to the ground. So in order to complete the process of the catch, he needs to have control of the ball two feet down and then survive the process of going to the ground. And if you watch this one in slow motion, as he's going to the ground, he loses control of the ball when he hits the ground and it juggles. Now, the yeah. announcement on the field by um, Brad Rogers um, was that the ball moved, um, which is actually not a great announcement. I'm not sure he'd wish to take that one, one <laughs> back because uh, the ball can move as long as it's still under control. So um, there was a, a, an incident in one of the Super Bowls where the, the ball had moved, but the ruling on the field stood. And the reason was, was he didn't lose control when that movement happened. Uh, in this particular one, um, unfortunately, it was a very tight play at the end of the game that would have um, swung it for the Texans, or at least gotten back into it. Um, you see, as he went to the ground, the ball not only moved, but he lost control of the ball, which is the key important difference in the wording. 
The um, ball moving is smoke, and that's the indicator that he may have lost control. So when you see a ball movement, you then got to say, okay, now from a judgment point of view, is he still controlling that ball and he's deciding where that ball's going, or is the ball independently moving without his uh, his interference? And that's the key. Yeah. No, to be honest, Roger, I think um, I, I agree with you on that. So we're two for two on sort of agreement, oh, which is, which I've is ed- good. I've educated um, you. <laughs> you have. I think, uh, I think I'm learning now. But you mentioned the uh, Super Bowl play. Now, I know you've not mentioned it, but I just want to see if I can guess the right Super Bowl. Is the Eagles-Patriots game? Honestly, uh, Arthur, I can't remember. Um, ah, I'm trying. Come back to you next why, week. Picturing... <laughs> I can't yeah. remember which it was. I was, picturing... I was picturing it was that game, but I might be wrong. It was definitely a more recent. Yeah, it was one, a more recent one, one, yeah. But like, I can't. Honest answer is I can't remember which it was. Uh, yeah. Too early yeah, in the that's, morning. That's thing. Fine. Blend in a bit. Yeah. Sorry for. Sorry for putting you on the spot, <laughs> no, it's all right. Roger, but... <laughs> but to be fair, I don't know. No, I'm going to say if I don't know the answer, I'm always going to tell you I don't know the answer. Yeah. No, but something that you will know the answer for. So the what a game this was, uh, Browns and uh, Cowboys. So we're three minutes twenty-five left of the fourth quarter. Uh, simply, um, Browns get obviously an extraordinary touchdown. I think it was the Odell Beckham one, wasn't yeah. it? The one where he I think so. made that. Uh, but massive, they scored a touchdown to go play. up forty-seven thirty-eight. Yeah. Oh. I'm gonna have to pause. That's my delivery. Oh no worries. You know what? We're going to keep this on the podcast. I think it makes it more real. We're going to keep this. Folks, we're going to keep this. For sure. Believe it or not, my vicious dog is a um, working Cocker Spaniel, and he's as soft as anything, oh. but he's very protective of the house, and um, he sounds like a Rottweiler when uh, somebody comes to visit. So. Exactly. And how ironic we're talking about the Cleveland Browns <laughs> yeah, as well. You know, we're in the dog pound. So it, yeah, we're in the dog pound, literally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that fits in quite nicely, I think. Um, <laughs> so, the the extra point. Um... Yeah, so um, Cleveland are kicking an extra point. Well, that's the, that was the intention. Um, they've gone up 47-38, going to kick an extra point to take the 10-point lead. Um, what you have here is uh, an extra point. Obviously, nowadays, the NFL, they kick their extra points from 15 yards out. Um, and moved that back a few years ago to make it a little harder for the kickers because they were becoming automatic. And um, it has introduced the occasional uh, miss and the occasional uh, weird play. Um, what we haven't had from the 15-yard line is a successful two-point attempt, certainly not scored in the way that this one was. Um, so no. to talk through the play, um, the Cowboys blocked the kick, um, which in itself... Not a bad thing to do. At least one good thing for the Cowboys this week. Um, <laughs> now, 
so we have a number of rules come into play in terms of who can touch kicks um, and who can advance kicks and what the result of the play would be, depending on where the ball ends up. So let, let's just talk through and break this one down a little bit. If you imagine a field goal is a bit like a punt. Um, if a punt kick downfield, the team that are receiving that punt don't have to touch it. They can just leave it and it comes to rest. And at the point it comes to rest, it's their ball. They take first and 10 going forward. So now imagine this extra point attempt from the 15-yard line. The same rules apply. If the ball has crossed the line of scrimmage and is not touched by the defence once it's crossed the line of scrimmage, then Dallas could just leave it. It would be Dallas's ball in this case because it was an extra point attempt. It'd be an unsuccessful extra point attempt and we'd go back to the kickoff. Yeah. So what happened, though, is that it went past the line of scrimmage even though it was blocked. And once it was past the line of scrimmage, Dallas touched it. Now, it's the touching of the ball by the defensive team once it's gone behind the line of scrimmage that actually makes a live ball for the Browns to recover. Now, if the Browns had recovered the ball in the field of play, they wouldn't be allowed to advance the ball. Um, but in this example, the muff by Dallas is actually muffed the ball back into the end zone and the Browns fall on it. And as a result of it being in the end zone, they get a two-point attempt from a, what was a, a one-point attempt from the 15-yard line. So, yeah, Dallas could have just left it alone. It sounds very similar to that Falcons yeah. game, doesn't it? Yeah, if they'd have they left it alone. Yeah. Um, anyway, Dallas could have left it alone. Um, they didn't. They thought they would be trying brave, pick it up or whatever, whatever they were thinking. And uh, in the heat of the moment, they muffed it into the end zone. Browns fall on it, two points for the Browns. Well, there you have it. There it proves nothing can be good by touching. Well, I'm not going to finish that <laughs> sentence. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. I thought I can't finish that sentence. Definitely no. Not. <laughs> no, but the um, the next game now. Uh, th this one got me a bit angry. If I'm being honest, um, would you be so one of the team? Would you I be supporting one of the teams by any chance? No. Okay, no, just checking because that normally is a good indicator um, he's, he's of uh, a... when people get angry at officiating. Well, well, um, the the player in question is a former Bucks player, ah, so maybe yeah. that favoritism might have something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Seahawks Dolphins. So we've got the first quarter, eight minutes thirty eight um, left of the first quarter. Fitzmagic. Um, simply throws a, a forward pass to one of his colleagues. And according to the officials, it's um, given an illegal forward pass. So that's one of those ones, you know, where is he ahead of the sort of line of scrimmage or not? And in this situation, obviously, you know, yeah. talk us through so it, an illegal forward pass in this particular example is when the passer has already passed the line of scrimmage. Um, not allowed to do that because the defenders obviously are defending the pass. They're not expecting you to pass it once you look like you're going to run. So it, it's you know it's a bit unfair to them to start running, go past the line of scrimmage. They think, OK, I'm going to come and tackle you now. So all the defenders leave the receivers alone, go for the quarterback because he's running and then find that they dump him over the head and uh, for a score or whatever. So that, that's the reason for the rule. 
Um, now, in this particular ex example, to actually have an illegal forward pass, it's not the ball that needs to be beyond the line of scrimmage. It's the ball and all of the passer has to be beyond the line of scrimmage. So if he has a toe dragging and he's still at the line of scrimmage, it's not an illegal forward pass. And that's what we had. Now, it was called on the field. Uh, and again, you know, you're doing it in an instant. Uh, it could have been challenged in replay, but one of the teams would have had to actually ask for that replay challenge. Um, maybe the team decided it wasn't worth the challenge based on field position, keeping the challenge for later, that sort of uh, sort of thing. So um, they didn't challenge it. And unfortunately, they were at the time 7-0 down in the game. And um, I, think, I can't remember what the down was. It was, it was third down already. Um, so it would have um, been a first down if the forward pass had been complete because he did actually uh, get it to a receiver. So I'm surprised they didn't think about challenging that yeah. one. But uh, early in the first one, maybe they wanted to keep the challenge yeah. for later. Yeah, and funny enough, I mean, when you look at sort of the landscape of the game as well, the, the, one of the problems the Dolphins had in that game was that they just couldn't execute um, sort of first downs in order to get, you, you know, in order to mm. get near the end zone, really. And, you know, they, they kicked five field yeah. goals that game. So... Um, you know, maybe just converting one of them first downs yeah. puts you in a good situation to maybe, you know, chuck it one, you know, for a for a touchdown. So, you know, did 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 that prove costly? Well, that, that's always the question, isn't it? At the it? same you know, time, is that one drive, yeah. that one play, make a difference? Usually not in most of these things. It's normally a combination of factors. No. The one play wouldn't have made such a difference. You know, that will fuller one, obviously, very different because it was at the end of the the, the game and there were there wasn't time. To make a difference anywhere else, um, but normally it's not normally as critical as that. No, uh, definitely not. But the next play we've uh, got is um, actually going back to the Bills and Raiders game. So I believe this was uh, the second quarter, um, sort of early on in the second quarter, a touchdown uh, pass thrown beautifully. Yeah, by Derek fifty yards Carr, is great. Um, yeah, fifty yards. So that's <laughs> not bad for Derek Carr at the time. Uh, the Bills are 14-3 up, um, called as a, a legal formation, obviously, on the Raiders. And that that was obviously put back. So disappointing for the Raiders. But unfortunately, right yes, it was. Um, this is one of those plays that frustrates people because, you know, it looks so innocuous. And you think, well, you know, he was covered up. And so what we have, let's just talk through the play. So we have... As you know, the snapper and the lineman who line up either side of the, the snapper. And then normally on the outside of the tackle, you would have something like a tight end. And um, he's wearing an eligible number. So there are certain people who are allowed to go downfield and catch passes. Um, they have to be in a certain position or have a certain number or both. Um, and so a tight end is normally on the end of the line. And in order to go downfield, he cannot be covered over by a wide receiver who's also on the line. So what you normally have is the tight end on the line and the wide receiver at that side steps one yard back off the line and he uncovers the uh, tight end. In this particular example, unfortunately, that we had a wide receiver directly covering over the tight end, which is illegal. Now, the reason it's illegal is in the NFL, the only people who can go downfield are the people on the end of the line all the people who are in the backfield. It makes sure that the defense are marking the right people. 
So they don't have to worry too much about where people are. If they're on the line and they're not on the end of that line, they're not an eligible receiver. Therefore, I don't need to cover them downfield. And that's the reason for the for the penalty. And it was rightly called. It, it made a big difference to the Raiders, but it was correct. And you think when they're being paid millions, they should know where to stand. And one yard back, the ride receiver wouldn't have actually created a problem for the team. So it's an unfortunate one, but correctly called. Um. Yeah, exactly. And uh, another one, to be honest, that I think was, you know, spot on and on the money, really. So no complaints again, um, you know, in relation to that score. It's a shame for the Raiders, but at the end of the day, it has obviously given them, you know, a bit of an advantage to actually get that touchdown. So rightly so, it's... Um, it's actually know, one of the, um, the the differences between college and the NFL. In college, you still have a similar principle of eligible numbers and eligible positions, but it's not a foul if the ineligible position person, in this case the tight end, doesn't go downfield because nobody's going to cover him anyway if he's not going downfield. Um, it's only yeah. a foul if the person did go downfield, then they're ineligible downfield. Um, in this particular example, for the NFL, it's a formation foul. In other words, if it, if the formation lines up like that, it's a foul, no matter what happens after that. doesn't matter whether he goes downfield or another. So that, yeah. that's one difference between college and NFL. Exactly. And uh, I know it's sort of a different example, but also you, you also get sort of offensive linesmen who become yes, if they've got the right, sort of if they, if they, uh, yeah, they have to declare yeah. themselves to the referee um, and yes. then the referee will do a sort of funny thing where they rub their hands down their chest um, and they're indicating um, that they've identified that that person is eligible um, on this play and they're also indicating to the defence that that player is eligible on that play so the defence know to cover them. There was a play yeah. last week um, where there was an eligible um, lineman who went down and caught a touchdown. Um, so, uh, yeah, it does happen. Yeah. Uh, again, differences in college. In college, you cannot declare eligible. Uh, you can't come in and say, I'm on wearing 77, but I'm going to be on the end of the line. I'm going to go down and catch this pass. There isn't the possibility to declare yourself yeah. in college. Exactly. I always remember in the... Uh sort of London games when they announce it on the tannoy that so-and-so is an eligible receiver. You always get the ooh and ahs. Um, that's one thing I definitely will miss as part of the uh, London games is when you when you get that because you just don't know what's coming really. But um, half, mo most of the time it's nothing really, but it's still that, um, you know, just that. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we've got if you've time, got time. For one more, I think, Roger, I think we haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So we've got the um, Pats and Chiefs. So quarter two, six minutes, 22 remaining. Um, so the Patriots and appear to sack uh, Mr. Mahomes. Results in a fumble. Talk us through what Yeah, what so this is on one this. of those unfortunate things. Um, correctly ruled, question mark. Um what you have is nowadays you get a lot more mobile quarterbacks, the likes of Mahomes as a, as a great example, who has the capability to run and score touchdowns. So you're never quite sure if he's going to be a runner or if he's going to be a passer. So it's not like that pocket passer who sits there and then he's going to pass the ball out from that position. Now, you have a rule 
um, to, designed to protect the quarterback called in the grasp. Um, and the principle is that if the quarterback is grabbed hold of and is restricted from going anywhere and you've got other people coming in looking like they're going to just clean him out to protect them, they call the play dead at that point. So the play is over, go on to the next play at that spot, losing a down. Um, that protects the quarterback. If he's held up by one person, somebody else is coming in to, to take his head off, then you don't want that to happen. Oh, the NFL don't want that to happen. It's not a good idea. Valuable assets. Um, and therefore, that's, <laughs> that rule is in place to protect that. What you have in this particular example is Mahomes was briefly in the pocket, juggling backwards and forwards. He gets a defender, grab hold of him with another one, look like he's going to come in as well, and a third bearing down on him. The referee ruled that the, the people had control of him and therefore he ruled him in the grasp. Um, and as a result, the play is over at that point. As it happened, Mahomes lost the ball. The ball then, obviously, if it wasn't dead at that point, was a fumble. The fumble was recovered by the Patriots. The Patriots are obviously annoyed that they lost the chance to get that ball. Um, the reason why it's... Uh, was confusing. There's a couple of reasons why it was confusing was that it wasn't clear initially that the referee hadn't ruled him down rather than in the grasp. Um, he certainly looked like he's indicating he's down. Um, what he's really indicating is over, um, but he, he wasn't clear in his indication. So it looked like he was down. So people were saying, well, it didn't look like he was down. Can we review that play? Well, the answer is yes, you could. If Yeah in some circumstances, but not in this circumstance, because in the grasp is a judgment call. Once the referee's determined that the player is in the grasp, the play is over. Even though the whistle hasn't yet happened, the ruling has happened. At that point, the play is over. Yeah. The whistle is a confirmation that you know, the play is over. It's not actually the time that the play is over. Yeah. And the same applies to many places on the field. So if, if a runner steps out of bounds, the play is over. The whistle that follows uh, is a confirmation that that's happened. But if you hit a player who's stepped out of bounds yeah. and the whistle hasn't yet gone, you're still going to be flagged for it because it the play is over when he stepped out of bounds. The whistle is just a confirmation that happens afterwards. So people have said, well, the whistle hasn't yet blown, so yeah. surely you could go back and, and review it because nobody stopped. The decision was made at that point. It didn't matter what happened from that point onwards, whether the call was right or wrong, and it probably was a little premature um especially for Mahomes and, and this yeah. is that dual-edged sword you've got you know you're protecting those assets and do you want them to to run around and score some great plays by jinking out of some of these tackles then you're also going to run the risk that sometime they're going to be held and then have their lights taken out because somebody comes in and, and hits them afterwards it's a fine line to to draw and, yeah. it, and you know sometimes you'll say well it's better to err on the side of safety and therefore, you're going to rule it sooner rather than later. And um, quarterbacks that generally run around more get less of that protection as a rule, um, just because people know that they're more likely to get out of that tackle. Just because somebody's got hold of them doesn't mean to say it's over. Yeah. Um, in 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 certainly in Mahomes' case. No, most certainly. And hope, ladies and gentlemen, you know you grasped that one, pun intended. Um, 
I was just watching the play <laughs> again on replay, actually, just seeing them, the Gareth... timing of it. So I was just, uh, oh. just seeing how long that play was just in the background. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, it's all right. Gareth, um, Gareth would have been all over that in terms of being critical of me. So uh, <laughs> thank you for being nice about it, at least. But, uh, but you know, this has been eventful, you know, with covered six key plays six so, plays yeah. we covered yeah um yeah so that's quite a lot to you know for for week four hopefully week five is yeah give us know, i'm sure there'll be something well. to talk about it's great that we're getting but if anybody's got any questions you yeah, can always uh, the throw the questions thing. in there and we'll um, try and get to them as well oh definitely and i think it's good that we're getting sort of different things <laughs> we're not talking <laughs> yeah, about the hopefully. same thing over and over again so and 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 as time goes on, I think you and I are agreeing a lot more. Which I'll is, take that as a good thing. Which is yeah, <laughs> just shows growth on my part. Yeah, definitely, most definitely. But um, any more plans for? I've got rest another of podcast the, recording the this day? evening, and um, it's a be the ref. And um, so we've got some coaches who are, uh, are going to be shown some plays and talked about some plays, and they've got to rule on those plays, and then they're going to find out whether they got it right or not. So this will be an interesting one. Fantastic. And yeah, that's definitely uh, something that, you know, I will definitely listen to and and look forward to that. So, um, yeah, be the ref, most definitely. Guys, you know, if you're listening, when's, when's that going to be out? I'm not then? sure, Tomorrow's to be honest. Released, um, I'll get back to you and let you know and put it as a note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll put it in a note or mention it on the uh, the other podcast. But yeah, that's all, folks. Yeah. I hope that was uh, enjoyable for you. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Talk to you insight. next week. Bye. Thanks, guys.